and welcome to another episode of the How to Scale a Business podcast. My name is Hector Santia Esteban, and I am your host for today. And today we're here with Lorraine Lumpkin. She is the founder of YouCanBeFree.life, and we're going to talk about her exceptionally, I would call extraordinary journey to getting here because you've turned away a lot of things to help people. And so I'm just excited to share your journey and talk about all the things that you have learned. So Lorraine, thanks for spending some time with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm going to have you fill it in, but I think that there would be a lot of people not only listening to this show, but also just in general who would have traded spots with you and said, Lorraine, how can you give up this amazing career in corporate? Fill us in on how you got to where you are, some of the things that you're doing, and a little bit about why you feel that it's so important to stay true to yourself when growing a business. Yes. Staying true to yourself is one of the keys to success and happiness in life. I think I climbed that ladder and got to the position, the title, the money, the power. I was working for the largest media buying firm in New York City and walked away from it. And actually, you know, have a YouTube channel where actually one of the first videos I filmed was about why I left my 300,000 plus a year job and why people should, before they just take another job, if they get laid off or they're not happy what they're doing, like think about starting a business before you just jump into the next thing. And I say the next thing, the next job. So being true to yourself and being able to be creative and do work that you lose yourself while you're doing it, you would like it that much. And taking the time and looking at within yourself to get to that space is really important. Keep your day job until you're ready to make that launch. But to be able to do something you're really passionate about and that connects and resonates with your soul is really important. Larry, I'm curious about the transition because I was fortunate enough to be around the personal development space and see that. And then I've also noticed that there is a large group of the corporate industry and corporate workforce that those are almost polar opposites where the personal development working on yourself and the corporate culture, if you will, are not totally aligned. And some people might say that they're at odds with each other, but you decided to make that shift and dive in fully into that world and really helping people transform themselves. Was that a difficult transition where you met with opposite people look at you kind of strained and going, you're going to be a what? And you're going to do what? I'm just curious how that played out for you. It was interesting because as I transitioned from New York, I transitioned over to the head of global media for a company based in Southern California. And the CEO actually was a Harvard grad. It was a company that was in growth mode. And one of the things that he really liked about me was that I became a life coach. And so I incorporated de-stress Fridays, optional meditation on Friday afternoons. I had the head of HR actually come to me at one point and asked me, what are you doing? Because you have the highest engagement rates of employees. You have the highest billability. You have the greatest retention. Like, what what are you doing? And so I started to share with her, these are the things I'm doing. I would have work family meetings where I would have people, but if someone was pulled away by another company, I was like, I'm going to sit at the head of the table and pretend that I'm not in this role because I really care about your experience while you're here. You spend a bunch of time while you're here. So I think my transition out wound up actually being when I went back to New York, that agency was acquired. I helped them double their revenue. We went from like 6 million to 12 million in like three years, which as a startup that, you know, they hadn't won a new customer for like 18 months. And so when I left there, I waited until my options vested, I already had the role in New York secured. 
the CEO that I reported to in New York asked me to fix the culture if I could fix the culture. And I was the head of client development for search and social for the largest media buying firm. So all the biggest brands in the world I was helping and had a team of directors. So it was actually embraced. And at one point I met with them and said, you have a 46% turnover rate. You're better off having me focus on culture exclusively than to have me do this other work because I got a team of directors that are fully capable of doing that. So I think I actually posted something on LinkedIn today that said it's time to focus on coopetition and put collaboration and competition to the side. If we took every operating budget in the world of the biggest companies, we wouldn't be able to do everything that needs to be fixed in the world right now. So that's where my head is at. Yeah, it's such a great, great story. Cool to see that you were able to find a culture that was able to kind of embrace that. So I would love to know Is there anything that you take away from those that you feel are must-dos no matter what? You know, I love those individual events and workshops and meetings are so powerful. Amongst those, are there other things that you kind of carry into the organizations that you're working with or with the people? And maybe even for individuals, are there things that individuals can do that are like that, that have that same kind of effect? Yeah. And then this probably stems from like a regret. Like one of the regrets I have is that I stayed following the money longer than I should have. And you start to lose yourself. And there's the good chance of losing yourself in the money, the title, because I did have one of those conversations with someone I was mentoring and let them know I'm going to be resigning. And like, why are you? Why? You're like at the pinnacle, like you're where like, we're all striving to get there. And I said, Yeah, and I'm ready to jump. You know, you ask, are you on your path? Are you on your life path? Like, where's the road? I lost the path a long time ago, doing things that balance the achieving. And you know, I got all the accolades, I call the President's Club, like, you know, over and over and over again. But if it doesn't fuel your soul and it's not fulfilling, like it, for me, I'll say my goal was to be the VP of marketing for a Fortune 500 company, right? When I graduated from college, I did that in 13 years. And then I was like, this is not at all what I thought it was going to be. So that was when I first jumped out into my own endeavor. I had two young girls, a single mom and you know mortgage. And I prepped for six years before I did that. Staying true to yourself, I still got like pulled back into the corporate world. I left my role in New York in 2015. I'm like eight plus years now independently doing my own thing. So I would say to people, make sure you're taking time to do the things that fuel your soul. Don't just focus on making money and getting the next promotion because that's not what's going to sustain you for the long term. We talk about growing a business. You need to feel like you are balanced within yourself and not just focus on the money or any of those illusions because literally they are illusions. Lorraine, when we get back from break, I'm curious if you have a process, a framework, steps or recipes, because I think you've done a great job of opening people's eyes to the fact that there's more. And if they haven't realized that there's a whole blind spot, right, that they may not have been considering. So when we get back from break, I'm curious if you have answers to how someone might do this or how someone might begin to chart their path. So we're going to get into that right after this quick break. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in today. Today's episode is brought to you by Amplify Media. And we are a content and podcast production company. And if you have a mission, a message, a passion, a purpose, something that you want to get out to the world, but don't have the time, the tech skills, or the team to be able to do it, uh, we might be able to help. 
Go to amplifymedia.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y media.com. You can also check the show notes for info. And with that, let's get back to today's interview. Okay, Larray. So I know when I talk about some of these things, it can seem like pie in the sky, artsy fartsy, woo woo. Okay, but how are we going to pay the bill? Like they almost cast it off. Like it's not practical. Like it's not pragmatic. But Mm -hmm. what I seem to appreciate about you is that you seem to make it very pragmatic, very practical. Mm -hmm. So how do you approach that and help people to see that this is something that can actually create results that can actually do something with their lives? Yes, I think part of the criteria that I set up for myself, like with the agency that I have, is that I had a criteria that I would only work with companies or clients who were out to make the world a better place. And so if you look at the Instagram for LLMYC.agency, I only will work with companies. I literally refunded someone's money who had paid a deposit and they were strictly money driven. And I sent the money back certified check in the mail that they had to sign for it because it wasn't in alignment. So I do a balance of healing work, helping people. I'm a breathwork detox facilitator also. So helping people be free emotionally and then, you know, financially be free. Your relationship with money, having a good relationship with money is a starting point and you need to have a foundation of whatever it is that you're going to do that it's in alignment with what your values are. If it's out of alignment, that's one of the first things you can do. If someone doesn't want to go to you can be free that life. I've got a couple free things you can download that are like just a series of questions you can ask yourself that get you to your own truth. I think how I made the transition from working with companies that were pretty much majority of them money driven, like it was all about the bottom line, the dollar. And that's been up to this point, that's been what has driven corporate America, which in my opinion is slowly crumbling and shifting into a new paradigm of being more in alignment. Look at Gen Z, look at Gen Y. They're, people are not accepting That was what I did, actually. When I first left the agency, I actually hired a publicist and I flew around and talked on different TV shows about millennials and why they were the best thing to come into the world. I actually went to the United Nations as a guest for a three-day thought leadership when they brought all of their millennials into the United Nations in New York City for the first time ever in history. I will say the biggest thing people have to do is just get to your own core because if you get in alignment with what, I'll say, stirs your passion, what makes you feel at ease with the work, the options that we have, it's not a matter of, okay, I started this because my parents wanted me to do it and I'm stuck doing it now the rest of my life. No, 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 no. Stop and look. You can map a plan. It doesn't matter where you are. You can map a plan to something that inspires you and you can make money doing it. I mean, that will be, I would say, I'll go back to any clients that I work with, they are making the world a better place. And that's my criteria to be able to support their efforts and do what they're doing in the world. So to play devil's advocate here, you make it sound so simple, right? It sounds so simple. And so if that were the case, it seems like more people, and I know that more people are catching on. But in your experience, where do people get caught up or where's the roadblock or the blind spot that perhaps people are missing that prevents them from either getting started or continuing on? Or like, where do you see people get stuck in that training? 
I literally did a LinkedIn poll just within the last month asking people, what is holding you back from starting a side hustle? Because that's where I encourage people to start a side hustle. You can write some of the stuff off on your taxes, reduce your income. You know, it's like it's going to cost you a little bit of money to get whatever it is, a website done, whatever to get started. So I will say part of it is taking those steps in the direction of where you want to go. There's a lot of free information like The questions that I asked were, what's keeping you from starting a side hustle or your own business? And a couple thousand people responded and it was either, I don't know where to start or I don't know how I'll get clients. And then I left that open, like something else, put it in the comments, right? And so people who want to do this, but they just don't know. So I literally wrote the Business Star Startup Blueprint, which is just the steps that you take to get yourself started. The first step is just acknowledge that you're not happy with what you're doing and you want something else. It's not like flip a switch and you're, I mean, I will say when I first started out, I did color change apparel. I was writing Disney and 3M and, you know, because I had gone to exploring different options. I'd gone to an event where that was an option, like something to do with taxes and property taxes. That was another thing I pursued. And then I realized my knowledge and my experience One, it allows me to work from anywhere. I've lived in the Caribbean. I've lived, you know, in New York, Southern California. Like that's something you have to think about when you're choosing. What is it you want to pursue? Do you want to stay stationary where you are and be locked down with a business that is a physical location? Or do you want autonomy to be able to live where you want to live? It's a process though. So I tried different things and have found, okay, this is the direction I'm going and this is what inspires me. So even though I've got the agency, I'm also helping people break free from their nine to five just because of the experience that I had. And I don't want people to think they're locked in and don't have options. Such a great message. And I think so important for people who are stuck. I know that I was fortunate enough to be in a sales job. It was corporate-esque, but in the same realm, you feel like you're not doing something that's in alignment with what you're meant to be doing. Every moment that you continue to do it, there's something that feels off. And nice. um, so it's great that you're encouraging people to you know, to take that leap. I have one more question for you. But before we do that, where can people go and find out more about you or get connected with the coaching or how do they go deeper? Yep. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. So you can go to just my name, Lorraine Lumpkin. Actually, it's Lorraine Lumpkin Inc. on LinkedIn. And you can be free.life. Takes you to Linktree with several different things that I'm offering people free things just to get started to get out of your own way so you can live your life with more freedom. And there's a link to the YouTube channel there too. So if anyone has interested in that as well. So that's the best way. I love it. And my last question, Lorraine, is in your opinion, what is the secret to growing or scaling a business? I say knowing your customers, and this is true for whether you're a startup solopreneur or you're a large corporation. So knowing your customers, knowing what their needs are, having an understanding of who else is offering something similar. And if they're being successful doing it, how do you make your offer unique or speak to that group of people in a way that resonates with them. People are looking more for personal interaction with companies, not so much cookie cutter, you know, one size fits all. So knowing your customer, knowing how to reach them, leveraging your existing customer base, getting referrals, recommendations, use online reviews, leveraging people that already think you're awesome, and then rewarding them for doing that. Those are key ways. And then outsource. Don't do things you don't like to do or that you're not good at. Just because you're either a solopreneur or you're maybe even a mid-sized company, 
outsource those things that are better served by someone else doing them. Like the example of you doing the podcast, you have a podcast company for people that, I mean, you and I need to talk after this. <laughs> so have other people do the things that you're not and spend the time doing the things that you're best at and have a vision for where you're going. And we all need a roadmap. It's like, if you don't have a roadmap or a vision of where you're going, you won't know if you ever got there. Right. So those would be... You'll, <laughs> the you'll end up somewhere. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So those are the key, yeah, the key things. As I had shared earlier, I've had experience with both being funded by someone and then independently growing grassroots and just know what are you willing to give up? You want to grow, but if you get investors, you then have other people to answer to. They have a bigger say in how you are moving forward and it changes the dynamics of the company. So have your vision and know how you're going to grow it going forward and how big is big enough. Great. The website for Lorraine is youcanbefree.life. I encourage you to also go and get connected with her on LinkedIn as well. I want to thank you for being here with us today. Yeah. If you, you. if you guys enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating or review wherever you guys get your podcast. Go get connected with Lorraine. And please send this to someone who is scaling a business, growing a business, thinking about starting one. We'd love to grow the tribe together. We appreciate it as always. We'll see you on the next one. Later, y'all.